Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs, practical tools, and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome everyone. We are bringing the Luminosity podcast to you live today. I've never done this, so um, I'm hoping it all works. There's a lot of tech to figure out in the background here, but we're going to do the best we got, right? So, and I'm so excited about today. We are talking about sexual empowerment and I'm so excited because I have the most amazing woman with me who gets me all excited about all this stuff because we, we just have the greatest conversation. And that is Kareen Underwood. And so welcome. Thank you, Maria. I'm so excited to be here and very honored to be part of this group right now. It is going to be amazing. And let me just introduce you formally here if I sure. pull up your bio. So she is a founder of Choices for Sexual Health. She is a certified sex and intimacy coach, therapist, consent practitioner, and sexual health educator. She works with clients to repair and strengthen the relationship with themselves and others by supporting them to heal trauma, love themselves shamelessly, embody pleasure, and utilize sexual energy to energy to live fulfilling lives. I love all of it. <laughs> Her work involves individual and couple coaching, couples coaching, and therapy and workshops, providing youngsters, teens, and teachers with comprehensive sex education and mentorship, and supporting parents to create body positive homes. I love it. And you know, I have a 13-year-old daughter, so I totally, you know, I get the body positive piece. And yeah having to educate her on sexual health too, right? So absolutely in a positive way. Yes. And uh, so let, let's begin. Tell us okay. a little bit about your journey and how you got to doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks, Maria. Great question. So really my desire to change the world, sexually speaking, started as young as 11. Um, I didn't have any support uh, regarding puberty and body changes and I really was on my own and in that era there was there's a lot of shame and taboo yeah. around sexuality and thankfully we've come small steps since then but uh, uh, so I really was keen to learn more so at the time um, I I was one of 45 young women in my age group that was going through puberty and I was bullied, uh, immensely bullied by both male and female and actually teachers as well. That oh, I was wow. an athlete, I was played on um, a competitive level of tennis and running. And when my body started changing, I was basically told that you could be faster, you could be stronger if your body hadn't changed. Oh. So I went into, um, I really didn't want my body anymore. And that is what started me on this uh, intense path to really reshape my body, go back to a prepubescent state. And I did that through um, anorexia and bulimia, which took me down a road for 20 years. Um, wow. A lot of body struggles and body dysmorphia. Um, but through that process, I wanted answers. And I believe that there was a way to survive, not only as a woman, but as a person in society and honor our own sexuality and love our bodies. And so I, one of my first sort of, I call mentors at the time uh, regarding learning about sexuality and sexual health, there were two actually, one was um, 
Sue Johansson, which is still uh, very much around (laughs) today. Uh, And also Dr. Ruth Westheimer, who I think now is like 85 years of age. And I would listen to her at night in my bedroom for hours on end, learning everything under the sun. Um, and that was really my, my first introduction. And as life sort of transformed, um, I did uh, have uh, an experience of rape, which was very challenging for me. Um, but, it, but what it did is that it put me on this path of really getting back to my body in a way that I was honoring my own boundaries, learning mm-hmm. how to say no, and honoring my yeses. And so as an executive at the time, I would travel overseas uh, to do some business development work. And uh, during my time off, I got involved in women's groups, uh, first and foremost in Nepal, uh, and then into India. And it was first regarding around menstrual health and wellness. Um, And we made pads, reusable pads. We talked a lot about shame and stigma. But then it morphed into so much more. And because I built this trust in these communities, Uh, couples and families would start to come together and were so keen to learn more about how they could empower their bodies and and to deep dive into intimacy in a consensual format. So it took me to learning about uh, Tantra and orgasmic meditation um, and all different sort of modalities of sexuality. Um, And then it wasn't until I gave birth to my daughter, who is now 10, uh, that I decided to leave formally my executive job at the time leave my relationship that was at that time and did go back to school. Uh, so that oh, wow. set me, yeah, set me on the path of becoming a certified sexual health educator uh, and a coach. Uh, and then sort of one thing transformed to the next. So and now currently I'm involved in somatic sex education and therapy and somatic stands for a return to the body. So it's really um, changing our neurobiology um, to come back to our sensation and feel safe with pleasure in our bodies. So that's sort of a very brief overview, but you know, I think as a, as someone who is uh, very goal oriented, I've also recognized that when we are learning about who we are, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, often we can't rush that process. Uh, it's a matter of setting up strong support systems around safety and really taking the time to rediscover and be curious about who we are. That's real. I'm just totally resonated with me. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I didn't even know some of that stuff about you. And we've talked about this so many times. Yeah. And, um, that is amazing. I was, I was, I'm still stuck in Nepal. I wish I could be on a uh, fly on a wall over there to watch all that unfold. Cause it would be beautiful. Well, you're welcome to join. Uh, in 2022, I'm planning a six-week excursion to Nepal to go back to some of these groups to wow. reconnect and to educate um, and also to do some trekking as well. So <laughs> more wow. to that later. <laughs> I got goosebumps all over me. So, you know, there's there's some truth to what I need to do with that, right? So, yes. Yay. Yeah. And I love that. So, you know, and I, I do know that you were just doing your consent work right now too, which yes. is very, very interesting, especially in today's times, you know, of uh, the, um, all the movements we have on right now. And can you talk a little bit about the, that piece? Cause I've always, I'm very fascinated with that piece too. Yeah. So the training I've been doing, um, is called like a pro and it was created by a program, a most amazing, um, woman called Betty Martin, uh, who created what was called the wheel of consent. Um, and really what it is, is about truly stepping into our own 
power. And I, I don't mm. say that from an egotistical standpoint. I'm saying mm -hmm. that from an honoring of what we, what our true boundaries are, um, mm. how we, I, I always like to say, when we learn to honor our no, we get really clear in our yes. And, and so it's okay. not just from a sexuality standpoint, but it's getting so in tune with how we are feeling about a situation and really honoring that boundary. So we can bring that into the workplace setting. Uh, we mm -hmm. can bring that into how we operate in sports or acting or um, go everywhere, of, everywhere, but yeah. particularly when we're involved in relationships as we all are, whether they're sexual mm -hmm. or non-sexual, uh, my feeling is that there's two things that are happening. One, we're attached to prize society. Uh, but number two, yeah. there's sort of this, um, there's a bit of this dichotomy happening is that, you know, we're, we're all trying to come back to our body in terms of, you know, breathing and, and yoga and, and all those things. But on another hand, we're so touch deprived. And so it's leaving people very uncomfortable with really um, figuring out what they want and what they need and how to ask for it in a consensual format. So this training and how I train people is first to really recognize what's happening in their body, how mm -hmm. it, and it's all around sensory awareness exercises. Okay. And then once they get very clear on what's happening in their body and how to use their voice and choice, then incorporating that into an intimate relationship. Uh, and it's profound. It's absolutely profound. The changes and how we can deepen intimacy, not only with ourselves, but with our intimate partners and really in, in all forms. And it, sex is not intimacy and intimacy is not sex, right? Yes. We can combine yeah. the two in a juicy and delicious format, but it first comes with this solid foundation of intimacy and consent. Wow. Wow. That is such powerful work. And it, I mean, it must be amazing to actually witness it though too, right? That's the most gratifying to me. And, yeah. it, and it starts like from a young age, right? From kids that are five on and up, yeah. meaning right up until the time we die. And to be able to witness somebody actually stepping into that and really honoring. And this could be as little as like making choices of what we eat every day and how we take care of ourselves and, um, and how we maneuver ourselves through society and not always saying yes when our body is telling us no right? Absolutely. And it's transformation. We don't, we don't listen to ourselves very often. So true. And, and, you know, society, you know, our social media, society, all those things dictate so much of how we're showing up. And Absolutely. It, it's interesting you were talking about being touch deprived. And I see that there's, you know, there's, <laughs> I love it when you hear where I live in Port Moody, they had the uh, crew down at the park actually giving out hugs. Oh, and amazing. because people just don't have, there's no healthy touch anymore. Everyone's afraid to touch anybody because yes. of all our, you know, we've kind of gone the extreme of laws and stuff like that, where, you know, I think when I grew up, if, you know, you walked down the street, if you saw your neighbor, you might give them a hug, Yeah. Yes. you know, where now it's like, everyone doesn't want to touch anybody because you can get in trouble for it now. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, finding that safe space where you know, we are touch deprived in so many yeah. ways, you know, and, yes. you know, we have a lot of unhealthy relationships these days. You look at, you know, our marriage survival rates are so low mm -hmm. and, you know, we just, all of that whole world is, it needs a lot of help. It needs <laughs> and a lot I'm of grateful help, that we absolutely. have people like yourself that are, you know, jumping <laughs> into that world. And, you know, we need to turn that around in a healthy way. 
women are getting more empowered and how do we bring all that forward in a really positive way so that everyone sort of benefits, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think too, sometimes we get caught up on the communication piece always being verbal. Uh, and there's so many ways to show consent uh, through nonverbal as well. And it's learning how, what those are and how to embody those. Yeah, totally. Um, can you talk a little bit, I know you were working with the young people now too, right? Yes. And I'm just curious on how you see, how you see that going with, um, you know, I, we, we were so, we're in, in time in life where we're so educated now, but I don't see a lot of parents actually taking on that role that I would have hoped. I yes. am, you know, I speak anything my daughter wants to know, like I'll, I'll tell you, right. I'm, yes. I have, we have an open door. She'll ask me anything. And, Amazing. You know, and sometimes I will prompt it, you know, because the kids don't always want to go there, right? Sure. But we can have some open discuss discussions. There's no weirdness to it. There's no, oh my God, you know. Amazing. And, Thank you. <laughs> and we, we do that. But I recognize there's so many parents that are not there right now. And yes. I, it's, I see it such a shame because, I mean, like you said, when you grew up, but, I, you know, I would have thought that we would have come a lot further. I know there's programs yes. going into schools for the kids, but are we doing programming for the adults? Yeah, so that's where I really felt the desire to um, kind of merge the two. So here in British Columbia, as of 2016, uh, comprehensive sexual health education was mandated in the school system. Mm -hmm. That is still a little bit of a gray area because <laughs> um, teachers are amazing and they have a full plate, um, but a lot of the times they're really uncomfortable teaching the subject matter. So that can open opportunity for yeah. someone like myself to go in, right? But you're correct as well. What happens is, is that there is some education in the schools and youngsters are going home and, and they're not feeling the support or receiving yeah. the support that they should. And it's no fault of any parents. It's more from the parents not knowing how to do it and yeah. also bringing, bringing forth a lot of the discomfort and shame that culturally or environmentally that they grew up in. Yeah. So the workshops that I uh, offer for parents is called Healthy uh, Body Positivity and Sexuality, which is really helping them with the resources to step in to support their kids right from the time of birth all the way up through their teen years. Um, yeah. In terms of age appropriate information, getting away from the idea of the talk uh, and incorporating into just a natural process in their everyday lives. Yeah. Um, and getting more comfortable. And what I also like to add to that, though, is creating community. And community, as we know it, is so essential, but particularly when it comes to empowering each other through our bodies, mm -hmm. creating a community around body positivity um, and those that are advocating for um, the right to accurate education and open talk and mentorship. That's really a key for us to move forward to create positive change. Yeah. And when we look at the schools, if teachers are having to do this education too, a lot of them, I mean, they, they're going to follow the curriculum that's presented to them, which is going to be sure. very, uh, very in a box. We'll Basic. Say. <laughs> yeah. Basic education. And those kids that go home, you know, they're, they're not in that safe space to say, well, mom, they were talking about this at school, but I, I wasn't going to ask, what does that really mean? You know, it's yeah. not the space they're going to put up their hand and say, well, I don't get what you're talking about. Or, you know, what is that? Or can you elaborate on that? They're not going to go there, right? They're going to sure. go talk to their friends. Or they're going to go Google it, right? And get a whole yeah. bunch of who knows what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? 
and then getting themselves into situations that they're not going to want to be in either. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I still see a lot of that and, you know, I would have, I would have hoped that we would have been come a lot further than what we are today, but you know, a lot of us have to take a bigger stance in it, I think too. Indeed. And, and, you know, we are pretty blessed where we are here in Canada. Um, yes. We are making some positive changes, but by all means, there's always, and, you know, sex doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? And, no. and things are always changing. And I think we're inundated with sort of uh, how, how the terminology and, and the correct wording we're supposed to use. And, but there's also not a lot of um, other education to follow up with that to really support people. And so in fact, we often live in a lot of fear about how yeah. we are supposed to really maneuver and what we're supposed to talk about and not, not harming people in the process. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There, so there's, yeah. There, you know, thankfully, people like myself and other educators and uh, there are some uh, education community groups that are springing up throughout the lower mainland that are really getting on board with offering talks uh, like I offer. So that's super yeah. positive. Yeah. Now, a question for you, because our audience is global. Yes. And now I know you in your, a lot of your courses, have you had interactions with people from around the world on some of this work too? Yes. Yeah, where, where are we in Canada compared to the rest of the world? Well, it's, yeah, it, it varies definitely. I mean, uh, parts of Europe are certainly much more advanced than Canada. Yeah. If we look at you know Sweden and Norway, and I mean, they've always goodness, been always like a it, few it's steps just, ahead of us. It's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so it, it does greatly vary. I say definitely parts of Europe are, are they're leaders in regards to you know sexuality and sexual health education. Um, definitely. Uh, it's really, it's just quite interesting. I mean, there's been a number of documentaries um, that have been created to just to really highlight how sexual health education is being presented around the world. And there is such huge variation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of differences. And, and with the work that I do that is catering to a global audience, it's really being mindful of the values that we bring in and oh, our I value guess. system are super important. We can incorporate our values in how we uh, bring that forth to our kids and pass it along through the generations. Absolutely. Yeah. When you look at all the cultural differences too, right? Yes. And even here in Canada, we're very multicultural and Absolutely. you're going to get a lot of those differences, right? Yes. Um, so bringing those forward in a positive way is, is really important too. Yes, that is, um, now I wanted to jump on something and I know we didn't talk about this beforehand. Sure. So I might, uh, <laughs> I like surprises. I know. I know. <laughs> Should I go down this path? Um, and when we're talking about the youth, and it's, it's not just youth, I see it across the board um, about sexuality and being okay with just where we're at as no matter how you're showing up, however you want to identify as, because we see a lot more, you know, especially here in Canada, we see a lot more freedom in that coming around. Yes. And um, do you speak to that at all in any of the work that you do or... Yeah, you mean in in terms of uh, you know, the pronouns and and yeah, just gender identity and, identity in general. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, the movement here in British Columbia, specifically called Soji. Yeah, uh, and Soji, of course, is is it is supposed to be actually supported in the school system, but there are some people that are very hesitant still. Yes. And, and you know, it's uh, I uh, I always encourage people to 
to just be mindful that uh, change does take a while. And, and although yeah. we want to be advocating for something that is like here and now and to be exact and, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't move that quickly. Uh, but yeah, so in my, my practice, I, my practice is an inclusive practice. Mm -hmm. So I uh, work with and support all genders and sexualities. Um, and, mm -hmm. and really what it comes down to is feeling good in our bodies, regardless yeah. of how we identify and, yeah. and, and, and how, how do we honor and embody our own feelings and our voice and choice, regardless of, of our gender or, yeah. or how we identify sexually. Yes. yes. And that we have a, we have an equal right to be here and to yes. thrive. And yeah. so that's a, such a big part uh, of, of the work. Um, and particularly around the, the somatic realm as well, because somatic yeah. is really truly about being, being one, being owning and feeling comfortable within our bodies. Yeah. yeah. Which I know that's for that demographic, that can be a bit of a struggle at times because they are so, Huge. you know, it's a marginalized group to begin with. Yes. And, you know, to try and have that positivity come to them, it's, you know, it's great if there's the space for that to happen. So. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because I think, uh, you know, from my research is that we go through this, this really um, formulating our identity between seven and nine years of age. And it's okay. when we start really honing in on that. Um, and so, you know, kids are pretty clear on how they want yeah. to identify, but it often isn't until much later that they are comfortable yes. actually owning that. Right. And yeah. we can see that historically. Yeah. Um, and it could be even when you're in like well into your adult time, right? Totally. totally. Where you just Absolutely. say, okay, but this is, you know, I've done this my whole life, but it hasn't worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. no matter how you show up, right? Absolutely. And, um, yes. It's, it's just, I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I love it. I'm so glad like keeping did. things, <laughs> I like keeping things open, you know, because that's yes. who I am and authentic and thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It's important. <laughs> Absolutely important. Yeah. Because I, I believe everybody should have that, uh, be able to feel that, you know, in a really positive, healthy way. Yes. Indeed. No matter where you are. And, and, you know, thankfully, we do have some amazing role models out there that are yes. being much more outspoken and spearheading that whole movement. Spearheading, of, yeah. And it's so awesome to see that. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you, too, about women empowerment in general. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, how can people easily, you know, take those first steps to start feeling empowered in your own space, right? Like, you know, to give people that starting ground where if you're not sure, you know, cause a lot, especially it depends what age you are. You've kind of taken those old habits and preconceived ideas and things that were handed down to you throughout life, whether it's your parents or, you know, all those things. This is like mindset stuff too, right? Very much how, so. do, how do you start transitioning that into being, you know, to being empowered? Yes. So I'm a huge fan uh, of, and I support people to create ritual, uh, okay. ritual by that meaning um, something that it, even if it preferably, if it's once a day, that would be yeah. ideal, but whatever is most manageable for them, that they are doing something that is connecting the cognitive and the, the physical and the emotional side. So um, it could be breath work and meditation, mm -hmm. um, movement and affirmation um, involving it might involve some crystals or writing something that they it's going to connect the, the all quadrants of their body um, okay. there and that but a, it really it starts with getting centered with oneself and coming back to the mm -hmm. body so we tend to operate 
most of us on autopilot and we are very disconnected from our source. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. And, and we have this monkey brain that's going on all the time. So once we actually set some space to in a calm environment to just get into our breath and start to notice sensation, not attach anything to it, but just to notice. And where is that? And be curious about it. And, and then from there, creating a bit of a ritual around that, that, you know, you might start with just that noticing exercise. Mm -hmm. And then as you notice, um, putting a positive affirmation to it. Okay. So, um, for example, I'm noticing I'm feeling some tingling in my chest. Um, the things I'm excited about today are right. Associating okay. with something that is a positive rather than I feel this tingling. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm having a heart attack. Or I'm feeling a bit of anxiety. What is going to help me in this moment right now? Maybe a hot bath or a cup of tea, yeah. bringing it right back to sensation in our bodies, creating a ritual around that. Once we start really owning um, feeling good through mantra and ritual and bringing back to sensation, uh, it's amazing how we can actually change the neurobiology. So we start to, um, if we've been in our brain and desensitized for so long, mm. we actually start to connect the dots so that we are more holistic and that we start to feel safe again in our body and sensation. And then gradually over time, if we want to bring in more of pleasurable sensation, I'm a, a very big advocate of mindful erotic practice. And I, mm -hmm. and what that is, is basically it doesn't have to be self-pleasuring, but something that is making our body feel good. So it could be, um, you know, giving ourselves a lovely bath or movement with dance or touching our skin and, and recognizing all the wonderful parts of our body. So mindful erotic practice is really honoring our body and nourishing it um, routinely uh, so that we can start to feel whole. I love it. I love it. And I, you know, what came to me was you're speaking and it, you know, I'll speak on my own behalf of this a little yes. bit too. You know, when you get into the corporate, like I was in the corporate world, right. And you get these women I'm thinking too, that, you know, high power, they're just, you're taking on a very male energy. I find to, to live in that world and, you know, having to find that balance of coming back to a very, because I see that as a very feminine energy too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure where I'm going with this piece of it, but it's just, I was, that was what came to me about, you know, how do you, you know, you see these very high power women and how do you link the two together? Right. Cause you know, they're, they're on full speed all the time and they have to come back to that space. Cause I think we can be even more powerful as women if we can find the balance in that. You've hit the nail on the head, and, and to be honest with you, a majority of the women I work with are these high-powered women, and they, yeah. as they step into a regular mindful erotic practice, they actually, their creativity opens up, and their motivation opens up, and they're actually able, in a, in a professional sense, when they're going to work, they feel more just uh, more clear on their direction and and more uh, and more present and it's amazing the effect and I, that's directly related to yeah. empowerment how that empowers us in our totally. life and our decision making right totally yeah. and you're going to show up even in a greater greater way yes you know when you actually step into that world over here too not yes. just that wor that world up there that's right and um, that's very very cool I just I was trying to link the pieces together this thought it's like how do I pull this together. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know what? And I'm going to um, 
end this little segment there on this. Is there, Thank before you. we jump into the question piece, is there any last thing you'd like to, last message you'd like to live, leave for women? I would, is that wherever you're at right now is okay, right? Yeah. We're, we're always trying to think we need to be somebody different or something better. Or we didn't do enough. And it's this constant like, mouse wheel that we're on and you are enough right where you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and honor that where you are. It's a beautiful thing. You bet. Yeah. And as women, we often don't even recognize where we're at, like our accomplishments. And we're all, you know, especially if you're an overachiever yeah. and stuff, you're always striving for more and more and more, but like where you are right now is good, you know? No, Maria, may I just read a little quote? This is one of my favorite quotes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that? we're going to get into a quote okay. in a second, but okay, yeah, well, let's do it. <laughs> you know what? You go with it right now. You're on it. So let's okay, go. Well, it's just sort of timely. Okay. It says yeah. when we liberate ourselves from the expectation that we must have all things figured out, we enter a sanctuary of empathy. We must make peace with not understanding. Understanding is not a prerequisite for honor, love, and respect. That's mm. by Sonia Renee Taylor. I love that. And, you know, I'll try and extract this out of there and put it on the website too. So we, awesome. we have that on there too. That is awesome. I love it. I'm a real quote person in books and all that stuff too. So um, let's dive in to learn a little bit more about you. Sure. And um, let's talk about mindset a bit. And I know you've had this mindset stuff before because yeah. if you've, you know, lived in an eating disorder world, there's, I mean, that's mindset in itself, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so it, uh, you, you can choose which one you want to talk about, but sure. one mindset that's held you back in your life. That I was not enough. That you were not enough. Yeah, it was not yeah. enough. That I mean, that I, you know, here I was in these amazing countries and I could be in a work sense, I could build hugely profitable businesses and create teams and culture um, that were thriving. And yet when the end of the day came and I was by myself, I was so afraid to leave my room. Like it was because I just didn't feel like I, as long as I was in control, it was yeah. okay. But as soon as I left that, I thought, oh my God, the world is going to see my inadequacies. I'm not enough. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was a, a big one that I lived for 25, 30 years of my life. Wow. And you are all amazing. All of it, you know, oh. and I'm so, I am so <laughs> glad we're doing this live and we have the, the visuals for this because often I don't have the visuals, right? We're just going by yeah. audio yeah. and, um, there's so many, I love having the, the video for this. So I'm probably going to do this going forward. I love it. Thank you. You're um, welcome. What's one person that's changed your life for the better? If there is just one or many. Yeah, I really think it's, <laughs> it's my, uh, there's been so many, uh, but I do think it's my, some of my original mentors that I had when I was in India and I was oh. working in the tantric and meditation realm and they, it, they just, but being so at peace and um, really stepping into my body and a community and there's so many to name, but, um, and they're still there and a very big part of, of my life. So um, I think that was really the wow. big part of change for me. Yeah. What an incredible experience that must've been. It was. Yes, wow. it was. <laughs> Is there any piece of advice that you got that you hang, you hang on to in your life? Yeah, so I wrote it down here because um, I actually write it on a sticky note often on my mirror. Focus on one small part of your body that you can appreciate every day. So oh. it's, and oftentimes when we are feeling so overwhelmed and so stressed and so disconnected with our body, there's a, we can slip into that self-deprecating piece that, yeah. oh, I just, I don't like myself. I'm yeah. not good enough and all those things. But if we break it down to even the most minute thing, like an earlobe yeah. or my nails or something yeah. that, you know, you can really hone in on, that's a big one. Start yeah. small 
And really I love it. And then grow from there. Yeah. yeah. And blossom. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So do you have one self-care habit that you practice regularly? Because I'm all about looking after ourselves. Yeah. Well, outside of my mindful ride practice, that's a huge self-care piece that incorporates yeah. so much for me. So that's really something that is um, empowering and enlivening in so many ways. But um, outside of that, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I, I, it's a balance for me between the real physical exercise because okay. when I have an outlet, like a, I run, um, I, my creative juices flow and that's my oh. time. I don't run with anybody else. I put my music on, I run and I'll run as, until I don't want to run anymore. Literally. I love and, it. And I, my, I just feel so pumped up and I get all these juicy ideas. So <laughs> I love that's it. a big self care. I totally relate to that. And this, yeah. my, I'm trying to get into my own, path now that I've left the corporate world and trying to find my own, um, I need a routine in my day, right? And I've been walking the track across the street from where I am, indoor yes. track, and I can't run anymore. I have a bad knee, so I power walk as fast as I can. Awesome. And I put my music on, and but the creative flow, like I planned a whole retreat on my, you know, half hour power walk this morning. It's like, okay, I got it all laid out. I got my vision for the next two years. And it's just like, awesome. holy dying. And that was in 25 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And um, yeah, I love that. But it is that you need that, that space just for your, everything in your body, your brain and all the pieces to catch up. Right. Indeed. It's so true. Absolutely. And I do also one, two little things is that the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I, yeah. I write in my journal of, oh, yeah. the three, you know, the three things that I'm grateful for the day. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, I write, you know, my three successes and one thing that I learned. So I'm always kind of revisiting that and honoring with gratitude my life. Um, I love it. And, yeah. I love it. That speaks, you know, I have to make sure you have a copy of my journal. Cause I have that, that I, have, I wrote my own journal awesome. and um, it, it's set up like that too. So Amazing. Like, yes, yeah. You want a copy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so what book are you reading right now? Cause I'm all about oh, books. I know you yes. went to grab one before the call. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I first I want to just honor my husband because uh, we now have four bookcases. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love uh, yeah. It. But I'm taking over the house of books. But um, so the current book I'm reading, which is phenomenal because it has so many of my amazing educators and mentors who taught me and I've learned from, uh, it's called Reclaiming Eros oh. and it's by Suzanne Blackburn. Uh, and it is honestly, it is the, one of the most amazing can books. Can you hold it up? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. And you, and you can order it on Amazon. Perfect. It actually next day delivery. So it's really good. Um, and just the amazing, amazing authors in it. Um, Annie Sprinkle and Bob Hampton, like all of that are, uh, that have been involved in the field of work with, um, really, uh, uh mm, reclaiming arrows and yeah. promoting sexual empowerment and positivity and consent. And, and it's a juicy, uh, oh, wonderful book. I can't say more about it. It's amazing. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And it's broken up in sections. So you can just read a little bit one day and then oh, that's nice. a little bit. Yeah. So Especially for the overachiever that needs to. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> okay. I got 15 minutes to pull this one up. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I, 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 it's interesting because I struggle with books that have long chapters. Me I need too. to have an end piece in it, right? Like I need to, I, I don't have two hours to get there, right? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Not a fast reader either. <laughs> I love it. Um, two more questions for yes. our audience today. Thank you. So what is one thing that you are most passionate about? And, you know, it doesn't have to be your line of work, you know? Mm. I always tell people, if you skydive and that what throws you, like, you know, throw it in there. <laughs> but I do have to say it is my line of work. It's witnessing yeah. healing. 
hands yeah. down a hundred percent it is the most gratifying and life-changing thing for me is witnessing people's healing uh, and and seeing them truly step in to their body and their pleasure and it is absolutely profound uh, wow. so I'm and I'm honored to continue this work so. you're doing amazing work and I'll thank you for that while I have this moment it's <laughs> uh, so needed in this world so needed you're likewise <laughs> and um, so can you tell everyone where they can find you and I'll you put bet, this in the yeah. notes too so yeah, yeah awesome so I do have a private practice in Pitt Meadows uh, so uh, they can contact me through my website it's choicesforsexualhealth.com okay. uh, and my email is info at choicesforsexualhealth.com Health.com. Um, my Facebook page is the same, so I can receive messages through there as well. Um, but I offer, um, so I offer online coaching, in-home visits, uh, private practice visits, um, and then you know, obviously uh, like for parents side and, and teachers uh, and, and schools that uh, I can, can come into the packs and put on a presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's lots of different ways. And very shortly, I will be practicing at Empower Health in Vancouver come the new year. Uh, as well as the blending bar in Maple Ridge. So, oh, I love the. I was just looking at the blending bar. Too. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, but I'm totally. Uh, I can meet. Uh, my whole goal is uh, to make this work accessible for my clients. So whatever format suits them, either the in person, the online, or in yeah. the comfort of their home. So there's Perfect. lots of options. And that, that was my question too. Is you know because I have a global audience. You know, can somebody? Absolutely. have an online session with you. So yeah. yeah. So online or through zoom, just like the platform yeah, we're using now. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been so empowering oh, and I love it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm glad I live close to you because I can, I, you know, we're in some of the same groups I can watch and see and grow uh, with you and, and watch it because it's, it's amazing and amazing work. So thank you for that. And thank you thank for you. being here with us and thank you everyone for listening in and uh, joining this first live session of it. So, and if you are joining the live, this will be split and put up on the podcast. So in the regular podcast, so it'll be uh, available on there too. Thank you so, so much, Brian. I just want to mention yeah, too, like I offer a complimentary 30 minute discovery call. And so people have any questions or they want to know more, that is an option, but they can contact me for questions as well through my email. So perfect. That thank you awesome. for today. It was great. Thank you. Wishing you a great day, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.